This is the Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Kelly, and welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. On this podcast, I've got a treat for you. I caught up with Rich Paul, the founder of Clutch Sports, arguably, maybe not even arguably, maybe definitively, one of the most influential voices in sports today. He has become an agent and an agent of change in many ways, representing LeBron James and Anthony Davis, now widening to represent athletes in professional baseball and football. Fun fact, Clutch represented the number two and the number three picks in this year's New Look NFL Draft. I talked with Rich in a wide-ranging conversation about what's going on in sports right now, how we get back to some sense of normalcy, but we also took a turn into essentially the philosophy of Clutch, how he made the decision to start the firm, to leave what he described as a pretty good job to go out on his own, inspired by another member of the inner circle of LeBron James, what that was like, what he's learned along the way and maybe where this business goes next. Check it out. So Rich Paul, I, w- I want to start by asking you, you know, we're living in this world that is for the most part still uh, without sports. How do we get back from here? What do you think we need to do to, to get back to something resembling normalcy when it comes to the world of sports? Well, I think, you know, uh, the first steps is always to just kind of look at all things in front of us. Um, and, it, you know, it's not a decision that could be rushed, obviously, because different from most business decisions before, we were making decisions or we are making decisions that entails the lives of, you know, whether it's players, workers, coaches, you know, family members, et cetera. So, Anytime you, you have that obstacle in front of you, you know, there's no there's no way you can make a rushed decision. I do think that the proper steps are being taken to try to get us back to playing sports in any capacity. But ultimately, you know, it takes patience. It, it, it really does because this thing hit, no one really understood the information coming out. No one really understood what's accurate what's inaccurate, you know? And so for, for, for me, I've really just been valuing uh, the time and trying to get a better understanding of what's, what's really happening. And so, but I do think as we're seeing here now, we're seeing a little light amongst all uh, professional sports that we can maybe get back to, to being active and then hopefully you know, take the next step after that and then the next step after that to ultimately end with normalcy. So right. I'm I'm optimistic about it. I'm positive about it. I try to always keep a positive mindset while understanding what's in front of us and, and noting that it's serious. Well, I want to talk about the implications for, for your business in, in a few minutes. But before we get to that, I do wonder, as you are having conversations, I know, every day, with players, and I know that it's hard to, to generalize, but how are players feeling? I mean, you are in their heads. You Your job is to have their best interests in mind. And, 
and we can talk a lot about sort of how society thinks about athletes. And I know it's something you've thought a lot about, but I wonder what's on their minds. You know, what are they thinking about across and it may vary across different leagues. And, and I know you have clients across all of that, but, but what's foremost for them? Uh, I think the NBA players were, were pretty much hit the hardest to start because they were in midstream of the season. They had played 80% of their games, and they were, you know, just in full stride. You know, the playoffs were shaping up. Uh, individual awards was, was pretty much shaping up. You understood who were kind of in those lanes or, or whatnot. You know, teams had played each other two, three times already. And so I think those guys' world was turned upside down from a, from a playing, a professional playing perspective. Um, because they were mid-string, mid-stride, and it, you know it was shaping up to be a hell of a season. And so, in talking to those guys, it's just it's it's unbelievable. You know, it it really is. They've never been in this position, obviously, uh, as the world has it. But it's hard to imagine. It's hard to not be in the the flow of doing things that you've been used to doing for so long. And even for myself, you know, getting up, going to games, talking to teams, talking to players, you know, you pretty much know the schedule you're on their schedule. And for that to come to a complete stop, it's definitely still to this day, it's just, you know, it's, it's just hard to even believe and understand. But with that being said, they are, looking forward to getting back to playing. They do want to come back and play. And it's helped some guys who who was injured and, and was able to rehab while everything else stopped. So, you know, there's a positive from that perspective. But it, it definitely definitely the the world was flipped upside down as as in terms of whether baseball who now will be playing and just getting into their season, they've never been through it. Um, obviously, and and it's it's affecting them tremendously as well as we see with, with all the the conversations about this proposal, that proposal, which ultimately affects their salaries and things of that nature. And then I think football is a little different because they had the draft, and obviously it, it wasn't your normal draft, but they don't know that the players didn't really know what it was like. To, they had never been to a draft before, so you know, they understood, well, yeah, I didn't get to shake Goodell's hand, but they still got the feeling of being drafted and being home with their families, et cetera. They, their season has yet to start. So there's a confidence that they will play this season, and so they're in a different position. But that's pretty much the three across the board. Right. But I think basketball was really, really, really hit. Um, at least up to this point, the hardest because right now we'll be heading into the conference finals at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and then specifically to that point, I mean, you were watching. I mean, to get very specific, you were watching the the fruits of probably one of the most amazing deals that's been pulled off in the last few years, which was you know getting AD and LeBron on the same team, and obviously that was was clicking for them and and for you, and obviously for for Lakers fans. I mean that 
that really came screeching to a halt. Now, obviously, that story is yet to be written, and, and we'll talk about what may happen next, but that must have been hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was hard to watch for all, for, for everyone, honestly. You know, it was hard to watch um, because you just know what these guys, what, what they put into it, what they put into getting back. You know, um, obviously, when your season, when you come up short, the, the previous year you had this, this motivation and this drive to, and, and to come back and to, you know, adding different pieces to your teams and, and you know, have, and creating those moments, capturing those key moments and milestones, you know, and for it to come to a complete stop is, is extremely hard. And so let's talk about basketball, if we can, just for a second. And, you know, you and I are speaking on Wednesday. There's a lot of speculation on, you know, what may happen. Nothing is official, and maybe by the time people are listening to this, it is. But from your perspective, what's the most important thing for the players going into this? What are they thinking about as they sort of contemplate a, you know, playing in a bubble and, you know, a a sort of quarantined, shortened, different kind of season? What's front of mind for them and and for you? Well, for me, I think what would be front of mind is, number one, you know, it's always tough to, when you rev an engine up like they do in terms of playing the game at the level that they play, it's very tough to come to a complete stop. So now to start back up, I think the, the most consideration to be taken would be understanding that I have to protect myself because we're all scared of injury going forward, right? And so you want to be doing things now to give you the the minimal risk of injury happening. And so guys have to really take it serious. You have to really, you know, what, what you don't have is you don't have your team pushing you to do X, Y, and Z. So it mm. takes a lot of self-motivation. And you have to be focused to be able to do these things to prevent uh, the risk of things happening as such. That's my biggest concern. And I tell all guys, you know, try to do things to stay in shape, keep your flexibility, um, you know, strengthening your core and things of that nature, making sure obviously you can't be in game shape because you haven't played a game. But doing all things up, all the way up to that to help you. Because as a professional, you just got to stay ready. You have to be ready. You're being paid to do a job. It's unfortunate times that we're all in. But at the same time, if they say, okay, well, in two weeks we're starting back up, depending on where you were at prior to that, could could have a huge effect on you. And so you want to take this time not as a vacation, not as a time to where, you know, I don't have to do anything but play a video game or watch Netflix all day. You're still a professional athlete. And honestly, as a professional athlete, you should never be out of shape. Right. You should be in shape all year round, to be honest. But everyone's different. So that's my biggest thing. So if we do end up in in this situation where, you know, they're playing in a, the NBA players specifically are playing in a bubble, you know, you are their key advocate. You know, you are the, the key uh, person who is dealing with teams and, and owners and, and whatnot. Um, how does it change the way that you advocate for them, you know, even during that interim period or during that period where they're they're living in the bubble? There's not a, a change of, of, of advocacy I think we're all we're in the bubble, understanding what's in front of us, understanding you know the responsibilities that you have 
Um, and, and in this case, you, you really have to work together yeah. because ultimately you're trying to protect our sport. And so everyone matters. Everyone's important at this time. And you have to applaud those who are really, in a lot of ways, you know, some would say, hey, I'm, I'm putting my life on the line to make sure that this thing continues on. And so that has to be held uh, withheld with the utmost respect. And that's my, that's my perception of it, and that's just my stance on it. Ultimately, you, you, you want the guys to be able to finish their season, and you have to respect those that's doing the littlest things and, and the biggest things to allow them to do so. Yeah, it's a really interesting point because I think we've, you know, as you said earlier in the conversation, you know, you obviously worry about injuries and things like that, but we've never been in this position where you're really worried about player safety from a very basic health perspective. And and I would imagine that adds sort of a, a different wrinkle to your job to some extent. It does. You just try to have the conversation with the guys to be responsible. Yeah. You, know, you really you really have to put another layer of responsibility on because this is something you can't see. And it's, it's you can prepare for it as much as you want, but given that there is uh, irresponsible actions being taken, it could affect all. It's just that serious. And so that I think that will be my conversation on repeat. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine you're already having you're having those conversations uh, all the time now, for sure. Well, I do wonder, you know, in terms of this moment, you said something interesting earlier in the conversation about how, you know, you're sort of taking this time to reflect about your business. This has been a pretty amazing, by all accounts, um, twelve months for you. To, you know, twelve to eighteen months, maybe even longer, depending on how you want to define it. I mean, even this calendar year, uh, or certainly this trailing year with some acquisitions uh, that you've made to expand Clutch, I do wonder, you know, at this moment, as you've ha- as maybe you have had a little bit uh, of time to reflect, do you think about your business differently? What what happens at this moment for Clutch? I think that you know, anytime something like this happens, there's there's an opportunity for one to um, excel. And in this in this instance, my mindset has has always been the same, and that's continuing to try to build the best team uh, going forward to to represent athletes in a capacity that is different than what was before us. And more so than than ever, I think coming out of this, I think the landscape of the business will change because. Prior to this, you know, you or anything, just it's human nature to just be okay with something remaining the same over and over and over again, long as there's not a negative effect, mm. right? You know, you're okay with it, it's great, it's no issues. But the moment something like this takes place, then I think everything changes, and I think coming out of this, people are going to look for what we've always been preparing ourselves to be, and that's, uh, you know, a more creative thinking, scrappy, um, you know, driven, um, you know, empowering the voice of the athlete type of environment. And we came in the doors being that person, and I think that coming out of this, 
that will be sought after even more so. Uh, we're, we're built for the change uh, because, as you know, before, the, the business was, it was what it was. It was just, it was on repeat. Again, yeah. the same, the same uh, um, environments, uh, you know, the same cultures, the same, uh, you know, infrastructures. It was all the same. And it was just like, hey, you know, the, we've, we've been around for so long. And we've had success for so long, and and people just you don't know, really challenge that. But now I think it, it will be it will it will be different. And so my focus has been, like I said before, just trying to continue to add the right pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a great foundation. We've had success. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we're going to stand on our pillars of of integrity. And and you know, um, work ethic and, and knowledge and and you know trying to you know commitment and, and, and trust and things of that nature. Um, but at the same time, take an even bigger step forward and and just have a better understanding of not only our respective sports but the business around it and ultimately who that athlete wants to be. Right. And and help and educate them, and, and and it's not and again it's not it's not going to be for everybody. We understand that, I understand that, but that doesn't mean that you can't prepare as such. And so that's that's what our focus has been. So it will remain that, and I, and I think that we will be sought after coming out of this because I think this gives this gives the athlete the the, the opportunity to sit back and really evaluate what was in front of them. And, and, and you know, maybe I made a decision because it, it didn't ruffle any feathers at that time. I was in a different position in my life at that time, but now it's not. And, and I'm okay with making the decision that I feel is best for me versus appeasing others and things of that nature. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Ultimately, I'm excited to get the world back. Uh, the world's heartbeat back beating because I think sports is the heartbeat of the world globally. And, you know, and seeing our, 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 our players get back into the flow of things would be great. And, and hopefully at some point here, you know, we're, as, as, as a nation, as a country, as a, again, as, as a world, we're able to get back to normalcy. Yeah, it, it's a really interesting point, sort of that, that self-reflection that it does feel like all of us are, are going through to some extent. And, and I do wonder, you know, for for athletes that that you're talking to, I mean, are they thinking about – I guess the question would be how is it manifesting for them? Are they thinking about their pay differently? Are they thinking about teammates differently? Are they thinking about, you know – geography and and all these things that that play into it like how are they how are they thinking differently how in terms of how they want to be uh on the other side i think the, i think for most athletes there's a lot of trends right we've seen it we've seen the tech we've seen the tech trend yeah uh where where it was a lot of guys going to that space and it was the hot thing to do but we didn't see the end result Right. We don't know what the end result really was. Um, I think right now you're seeing the fashion space. You know, there's a lot of opportunity there. We live in a world to where today, 
this brand is nothing. Tomorrow is everything. We've seen that. And guys want to take advantage of that opportunity as well. So what I tell guys is we don't put a cap on anything. Obviously, your foundation is playing your uh, respective sport. You're pro at that. that. That is one thing you are a professional at. The other things you want to be involved in, but you have to have the same values and understanding going forward in that business as you do in yours. The biggest thing is infrastructure. Money doesn't bring you um, results or success from that perspective. So you have to respect you have to respect that space and really educate yourself on it. Align yourself with the right people, having the right resources, the right relationships, and ultimately educating yourself on the on the space to take baby steps. Now, it's very difficult to be Ralph Sampson and Ralph Lauren. It's just God just I mean it just don't work like that. Right. But at the same time, you can have success in several things that you do. It may be a bigger piece of the pie over here, smaller piece of the pie over there, and that's okay. But ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying not to be totally successful in this space and then take that success and ultimately the earnings that you've made in this space and dump it over here from a from a from an uneducated standpoint just to lose. You know, you know, we all want to create finance, uh, financial stability for our families. And in a lot of cases, you only have to do that once, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're taking the proper steps, especially the money that these guys are making. So, you know, be very careful that, you know, you can take the leaf off the tree, but you don't want to carry the truck over here just right. to lose it. And so that, that's my conversation because you've got to allow guys to evolve as people. They're not just basketball, football, or baseball players. They're young men, their husbands, their fathers, their uncles, and they want. And they're and they're creative. There's a ton of athletes out there that are really, really, really talented in other things. But we just have to be smart as it pertains to that talent or that want, and be very careful who you're aligning yourself with because the losses are hard to come by. You're losing liquid. It's a different dynamic when you get to that point. Yeah. And so that's that's a conversation that we have a lot and I have a lot with a lot of my with a lot of my guys because I, you know, I just it's just important. You know, and, and it's also important to to understand who you are and be and be okay with that. Uh, you don't have to be complacent. You know, you don't necessarily have to be totally content but just be comfortable be comfortable and 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 it's okay to 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 be you uh, and be confident that being you is is, is good enough and you, you tend to have some success and, and and ultimately you know live the life that you want to live for as long as god allows you to live it you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear you talk about that in part because it feels like this is a lesson that was learned more quickly in the NBA and by players in the NBA than some of the other major sports. And maybe we could argue the the, the merits or demerits of of that argument. 
it, it doesn't seem like it, an accident that that is how you sort of you came up is, is working initially with basketball players and now you've you've expanded the roster clearly what what do you see as you look across the different athletes that you represent and maybe what are those lessons that and do you agree with the idea that maybe those lessons were learned early in basketball but but maybe a, a little later coming to to uh, specifically baseball and football well what I see is well, no, I think in all athletes, I think that, put it this way, in any other business, when you're successful, you're okay with that, right? Right. But I think that sometimes there's an insecurity in athletes that because I made my money playing a sport, that means that people don't view me as smart or as, you know, um, my, my success didn't come from something that you had to necessarily go to school for, and et cetera. And, I, and, and some people struggle with that. There's an insecurity there. There's, there's, there's a, you know, a, a lack there of confidence that I can be proud of who I was and where my, where my wealth and success came from. And I'm saying, no, that's, that's wrong. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a fashion designer, whether you're, you know, whether you Bill Gates, whether you're a, a, an athlete, you know, whether you started Amazon, that's okay. But I think a lot of times where guys get in trouble is they want to prove that they're more than this person for someone else's approval, and to me, that's wrong. Now, if you want to, if if you want to challenge yourself. Or if you want to, if you want to express your other talents, I'm all for that. But do that for you. Don't do that trying to prove to someone else that you're more than just this person because this is where I made my money at. No, you made your money where God gave you the talent. You know, God gave coders and and people that were great with algorithms and, and different things a talent to to build certain, create certain things over here. He gave creative geniuses a talent to create certain things over there. He gave writers and producers their talent. He gave athletes their talent. Right. And I'm okay with that. Now, could some athletes become writers and singers and, and, and those things? Yeah, but do that for you. Don't do that to appease the perception of someone else. Um, and and uh, on how they view you, and be confident in that. Yeah, and and that's okay. So I just I I just I I look at that a lot. I see it, and I, and I try to help guys understand that you can be confident and okay with how you got to this point. I'm very confident and okay with how I got to 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 where I'm at, with the understanding I have a long way to go, and you don't get here by yourself. But at the same time, hey, I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't go to MIT or Penn, and that's fine. I went. I got a master's at the University of Nike. Right. Fantastic for me. I always try to help guys just have a better understanding and know that it's okay for them to be who they are and double down on that. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things you can do is, align yourself with people who were successful in different spaces 
and conversate with them on how they got there. Right. Would you agree, though, that it feels like that has manifested itself more prominently in the NBA than some of the other professional leagues? In terms of what? Just in terms of it. I mean, it's interesting to hear you explain that because it feels like the NBA in to some extent, especially the modern NBA, the NBA of the last 20 years especially, has been almost like institutionally and culturally more comfortable with exactly what you're saying. You know, this idea that a player can, you know, be an excellent athlete on the court. And, and obviously, I, I, I will show my cards completely. Like, obviously, LeBron is is a really interesting and maybe the alpha example of that uh, in, in many ways. And and you think about a Chris Paul or you think about, you know, some of the athlete, other athletes that have, have come along through the NBA who it feels like the league and maybe the sport itself uh, have – have been more either open to that or it have been a more fertile ground uh, for, for that. And, and I do wonder if that has something to do what, what the relationship is to the popularity of, of basketball and all that. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I, well, I think, I think the sport of basketball is the one sport that allows you to be integrated with the movers and shakers of multiple industries. Yeah. It's an intimate watch. The close reaction, guys interact, you know who they are, they're accessible. LeBron led this space starting out because of that, and I think you started to see more guys do it. But at the same time, Junior Bridgman is a very, very, very successful businessman that no one knows about. Hmm. Why? Because he wasn't a high-profile player when he did play, and he played many, many, many years ago. But he stands here today an extremely successful businessman in which it should be a prerequisite to have to speak to Junior Bridgman as you enter the NBA uh, in between years three and seven. You should want to talk to him. Everybody's not going to be LeBron. It's just not. It's not in the cards. And that's okay. In the event you are able to understand what it's like to be a professional athlete, you can really position yourself strongly in life. Because the ultimate goal is to do what? Have a strong foundation. When you build a house, the first step is doing what? Pouring the concrete to create the foundation of that home. Once you have that solidified, it's up to you the type of home you decide to build. It's the same way in professional sports. I think LeBron's success came from knowing what he don't know, aligning himself with the right people. Ultimately, we have an environment to wear, and it's really, when you really look at it, it's a very sad thing. Everyone wants a personal pan pizza when you can really have the party platter. If you decided to communicate, to share information, to not want the credit, think about this. If Jeff Bezos said to me, Rich, there's an opportunity for you to have zero 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 point zero 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 one percent of of Amazon, but nobody's going to know. It don't matter, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, come on with it. 
Yeah. Now, there's a trick to that. That's easy for you to say now, knowing the company is as successful as it is. But would you have made that same decision prior to its success, or would you have wanted to go out and try to start your own Amazon? The opportunity cost of you doing that would be the company's success today. This is the challenge amongst our athletes from a business perspective now. We're switching gears here. Everyone wants the personal pan pizza. We could have the party platter if we just communicate and done business together. Who cares if LeBron gets the credit today? Somebody else gets the credit tomorrow. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. But we don't think that way. But yet and still, we just saw five owners. Five owners start a tequila company. So how does that translate to your business? So how do you take those lessons and that philosophy that you just laid out, how does it inform Clutch? Well, Clutch partnered with UTA. Yeah. That was a decision made not with ego. I didn't, I, you know, we didn't have to do that. But that was a decision made to give us a better infrastructure, give us better reach, give us better resources, better relationships to better represent our clients. And so does that also change how and when you make acquisitions? And, you know, if you, uh, you know, does it change how, you know, if you're going after a title or a revolution, like how are those conversations different or, or what do they involve? What's the pitch to them? Well, there is no pitch. It's ultimately my decision. Yeah. But when you have partners, you want to be in communication thoroughly. Obviously, everyone's involved. Everyone at this level, the insight is very important. And so I'm, I bet on people. And taking those first steps, going into those different sports, I'm betting on people. Right. We're not stopping there. That's just step one. Tomorrow there could be, today there's one head of football. Tomorrow there could be co-head. But the, the penetration had to come from some point. And, you know, we made the decision to, to, to go into it with, with these respective people. But ultimately, the goal is to continue to build the team. It's not an I, it's us. You want to build a great team. You know, I, I, I've been extremely fortunate to work with the, the people that I work with um, and empowering different people. And so it, it, it's been fantastic. I have, a, I have an unbelievable team with me. I have a you know, superstar as my COO in, in, in Fairlap. She's amazing. And we built a great team internally and, and you know, partnering with UTA, adding more great people and, and more experienced people and, and things of that nature. And it's been fantastic. It's really been great. I'm looking forward to uh, what's next. I, I think we have a, a great setup and, and it, you know, I can't, I can't be more excited about the times. And, you know, and, and obviously I know we're in this, this pandemic stage, but you have to stay positive. That's the one thing I can say to people out there, young, old. There's a lot of people that, that, that lost their jobs and things like that. 
and it's it's a very unfortunate time, but you you know you just have to stay positive because things come back around. You know, my dad always used to tell me you have to stay down to come back up, and that's very important. And I think a lot of times people do a lot of working out, right? We're buying the Peloton bike, you're doing the apps on your phone and things of that nature. But the most important muscle that you can strengthen is your mind. So we got to start there. And so how do you do that in, in this time? Are you reading more? Like, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? I'm mentally strong when God wakes me up every morning. I don't need to read a book to be mentally strong. And I'd rather talk to the living legends than read it in a book, honestly. Who are you looking to right now? Know, Who are you talking to? I, 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 talk to, I talk to different influencers and successful people. And when I say influencers, not the glitz and glam. Right. Honestly. I'm talking about people who, who, who changed their business. One person I, I, I enjoy, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not into names. I don't really like to do that. But across the board, I talked to, to several people that have had a tremendous amount of success. I just lost a, a guy who became a, a, a really good friend of mine, Andre Harrell, who had an unbelievable impact on the music business, was just a sweet, sweet guy. Every time you seen him, he was positive. He was obviously he was he was pro black and wanted the best for us, and and wanted you to really value your position and understand, you know, the the, the mountain that you climbed and to get to this point and and not to take that for granted. And you know, we lost him, and it's unfortunate. This time you can't even really say your respects the proper way, but. Several people, male, female, uh, it doesn't really matter the, 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 the race, but I just try to surround myself and, and, and speak to those. Don't get me wrong. Those who passed away and left behind impact and, and trailblaze, it's, it's definitely people that you want to look to and, and, and read how they got there. But I'm also of the understanding of, well, if I was alive when they was alive and had the opportunity to speak to them when they were doing it, I would have wanted to do it then. So why not do it now? Right. And so I, I try to do that as well. So as you look back, and, and we'll wrap up in a second, but uh, as you look back on, on sort of the evolution of of Clutch, and obviously there you've got a lot of uh, big things ahead of you, what do you see as like the one or two sort of catalytic moments? What are the moments you look back and say, all right, that was an inflection point. Uh, maybe it's something recent. Maybe it's something uh, further back. What do you think about? Well, I, I just think that I'll, when I look back at on just the last what, eight years it's been, which is really not that long ago, I think just the, the want and the willingness to take the step forward that I did was was very important. You to, have, to actually create it, to actually make the to decision to do yeah. it. Yes, because uh, a friend of mine, well, not even a friend of mine, a brother to me was doing, uh, a, a, uh, he was speaking at a graduation. He was the commission speaker. And he spoke about being content with a good-ass job. This is Maverick I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. 
just just thinking about having a good ass job and growing up because you don't have you're without uh, opportunity you, you lack the the higher education levels which I did and I was fortunate that my dad really put a focus on education but for most they did having a good ass job that was that was an end goal that was being successful that was that was fantastic that made the family proud you know it, it, it was it was beyond the height that you thought you could go right that's what everyone strived to have right it's just a good ass job well I had a good ass job and I wasn't satisfied with that good ass job which is why I say to take that step to create clutch and then not only create clutch but not be satisfied with it. You know, coming in, you have to be able to persevere through the naysaying and the hate. I, I get so much. You, know, you don't understand how many parents I talk to that prior to them even having one conversation with me, they've talked to 15 people telling them why they shouldn't. Imagine swimming through that sanitation. Only in sports, this is very important, if you went out to buy a computer, what type of computer would you buy? Apple. Probably an Apple, right? Yeah. Because you consider them to be what? The best. The best. Exactly. If you went out and bought a car, what type of car would you buy? You could afford it. You know, you may not buy a Bentley, you may not buy a Ferrari, but you're probably going to buy a Benz if you can afford it. Right. Right? It's kind of midstream, not too loud, drives well, luxurious. You're going to buy a Benz. So there's two things that we talked about that if you can afford it, you're going to get the best. Well, in my business, people frown upon the fact that you represent the best players, whether that's LeBron, whether that's Anthony Davis, or John Wall, Ben Simmons, whoever. They say that means he's not going to have time for you. That means it's going to be all about this person. Well, wait a minute. If I'm making a business decision in the space of representation, why, if I was buying a computer, I would buy an Apple, which is considered the best. If I was buying a car, I would buy a Mercedes, which is considered pound for pound the best. But as it pertains to my representation and the business decision that I'm making going forward in a space where these guys lead, I'm not going to align myself with the best because I'm valuing attention over expertise. That seems backwards to me. Right. And it right. should seem backwards to most. But we have an environment where there's amateur athletics and there's habits built within the environment and the infrastructure of amateur athletics all the way up into the point you become a pro. But because you built bad habits along the way, the one day you get where you cross over that bridge from amateur to pro allows you or disallows you to value the expertise over the attention. Because ultimately you've done what? Your whole time coming up as an amateur athlete, attention was what? The hierarchy. Right. There was no expertise necessary. And that was my conversation with Rich Paul, founder of Clutch Sports. I have to say I really enjoyed catching up with him and clearly a lot going on in the world of sports. But 
Also, a look into how he thinks the decision he made to create Clutch and inspired in many ways by his association with not just LeBron James, but members, other members of that very tight circle that LeBron has created over the years. And you hear from Rich a lot of ambition, but also a vision of what representation could be and maybe the importance of sports as we try to get back to some sense of normalcy. I'm Jason Kelly. You've been listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports. Check it out every week on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This is Bloomberg.